Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. I am Millie Murillo, intuitive astrologer and spiritual coach. I am here with my co-host, Ashley Torrent, psycho-spiritual counselor and intuitive medium. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blue Butterfly Effect podcast. I'm Ashley Torrent, and I'm here with my friend and lovely co-host, um, Mildred Murillo. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, today, we're talking about something that I've been thinking about, which is the double binds. This is a therapeutic idea. And um, some of you may have heard it, but I like to think of it as two conflicting messages we get in any situation, but there's really no right way to proceed. And I just want to give some examples of um, a double bind. Like when we were doing our Venus workshop a couple of months ago, we were talking about sensuality, pleasure, and creativity. And one of my examples was the message women often get is you need to be sexy, but not too sexy. You know, it's like, don't be so sexy because then you're whorish. But if you're not sexy enough, then you're kind of marmy. So what we're going to explore today is like these ideas of double binds that that we all get. It's not just women, that we all get no matter what gender you are. Um, and so I thought it was interesting because one of the things I was noticing a theme in some of my clients and just different people I'm close to was this idea of this good enough double bind that they were experiencing. Like they were told at an early age, you have to be good, you have to be successful, you have to be perfect, you have to shine, but don't shine too much because then you'll make other people uncomfortable. Um, you know, we don't want to hurt other people's egos. We don't. Um, so we are told to dim it, dim our light and dumb it down. Um, I've even heard women say, you know, I was told to be really smart and financially independent, but don't be too financially independent because men won't like it. Uh, so that's what we're exploring today. And I just feel like so many of us can really resonate with the idea of be good, but not too good. And yeah. so I'm wondering what this brings up for you. Yeah, that's, that's such a beautiful introduction to this um, because I wasn't familiar with this term in this way, but I think I'm very familiar with the concept <laughs> of, you know, simply being a woman in in this world and and working mostly with women. And I think it's important to start with touching on how women in particular are beginning, I think overall, collectively, are really beginning to be okay with shining in their light fully. Mm. I think we've always had examples of that, right? I think there have been women throughout history who have really stepped into their light. And, you, you know, you always hear like the first woman to do so-and-so and the first woman to sell out this arena, the first woman to do, to do something. And it's like, I always wondered why is that an exception, right? And not the rule. Right. And, and so when we think about how much we have been conditioned to function only to a certain extent yes we have to think about what that does to our soul right we have to think about what that does to us i think that any time that we say no to something 
that can be great for us out of guilt or out of, you know, doubt, out of every, all of these messages that don't come from us, a little part of us dies. Yeah. And that has truly been the, the environment that has been created in this world for women. And I think that now more and more women are willing and daring, you know, to reclaim that light. And so to, to what your, to your introduction to double binding earlier is how do we get comfortable? How do we get okay within ourselves to be fully transparent in our own way? And I don't think that that means that, you know, we go online and, and spew everything about, about our lives. I just think that this gets to mean that we say what's on our minds. We have uncomfortable conversations and we get to really step into a space where we feel empowered and express that empowerment. Did I lose myself there? No, I I got it. And the interesting thing about the double bind is that any, any way you choose to go, mm-hmm. whether you choose to dim your light, for example, or you choose to shine as bright as possible, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's right. suffering on either side. And that's why it's called right. a double bind. Having said that, the suffering will be different. The, you know, the suffering mm-hmm. of choosing mm-hmm. to shine your light will eventually ease as you get more comfortable stepping mm-hmm. into that light. And this is when we go, we start talking about authenticity, but before I go there, I, want to touch on something because I think a lot of people can resonate on this. I I, th- I was thinking a lot about the people I know who were told that they're too much. I have a lot of clients who have been told in their whole life that they're too much. And then there are those that are told they're too quiet. I was one of those, you know, you're too in the shadows, the wallflower, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But I think that the thing that we forget to think about when we start labeling people as too something, these people are catalysts. You know, those too much people and are that, you know, the too much I say in quotes, because that's what they've been called. I think about those individuals. um, And I know in the past, my nervous system had to adjust to being with someone with big energy. And I think that was partly because I had a mother with big energy. And I think she was probably told she was too much. And that really hurt her mentally and emotionally. And it probably hurt her soul. Um, I think about these people that were told that they were too much and how dynamic they are. And I now try to show up with curiosity with them because they're mm-hmm. so big. They have so much love, so much um, fire in them, like mm-hmm. so much passion. And they're not afraid to speak it um, mm-hmm. often, or they have, they dream really big and they're just outwardly expressive. They're often extroverts. And I guess what I'm saying is I've come to appreciate those people that were called that because I see so much there. I see their purpose in our society. I see why they're here. And I also see the quieter ones, the observers, maybe the wallflowers while they're here. We each have our role. And when we're called to something, you know, be big, not too big, or you're too loud or any of that, then I feel like we're disrupting um the path to be of service. We're disrupting the path to be of purpose in this world. And so I think I just wanted to bring that to our attention because it just brings so much pain. And I see like in my clients, them trying to break free of these like 
chains that they've been bound, um, their energy has been bound and labeled in that way. Right, right. I mean, I think one of the things that I try to remind myself of is a teaching from Abraham Hicks, which is the understanding that we have the privilege to observe someone else be in their light, whatever that looks like, right? And so this is coming from the premise of everything and everyone in this life is here to teach you something, mm-hmm. right? So I I remember that when I was younger, I used to really be much more expressive, much more creative, much more, I wasn't necessarily so quiet, but I was definitely more creative and expressive. And then somewhere along the line, I was told that that was too much, that was too big. And that, that, to undo that Mm. has taken years, right? Mm. And so now in remembering that and knowing what that feels like, knowing what it feels like to be told that it's too much, it's, that dream is too big. You're, you're not, you know, that, that, that dream is too big. You, you should aim. I was never told to aim lower. I was just told to aim to something that was more feasible. And I believe that. And, you know, my soul was sad. Mm. <laughs> it was so sad. And so now I try to remember that. And I try to remember when I see someone who is very expressive, whether they're having a conversation or in their creativity or whatever it is that they're doing. To me, that just feels like that spirit telling me, you get to be that too. Maybe not I in that, that way, yeah. right? Maybe not in that way, but in your own way. Mm-hmm. I think it's a reminder that we get to give ourselves permission to be exactly who we who we want to be. Mm-hmm. It's It's, we get to give ourselves permission to be the most honest expression of who we are, mm-hmm. you know? That's so beautiful. And, you know, we've talked a lot about authenticity, you know, over the past few months in our podcast. And, you know, I think that's just a theme right now that we've spoken about that we're all landing in this place. I feel like we're being called to be the most authentic version of ourselves. And so you can ask like, what does that mean? So when we're experiencing that double bind, um, when the suffering of playing small feels so great, but we want Mm -hmm. to step outside our comfort zone, but the risk is maybe Mm -hmm. not being accepted by our peers or being put down for, you know, this idea of don't be too proud or too boastful. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, but what about celebrating ourselves? What about being excited? What about being passionate? Mm -hmm. So we have to decide, are we going to choose to suffer and I think that's soul suffering. Do you, are we going to go into like soul sadness and not express the highest version of our soul? Or are we going to choose to step outside of our comfort zone and risk not being met by those around us? And mm-hmm. in my mind, if someone can't meet us there and we're in our most authentic expression of ourselves, then it's time to let that go. Right. Because anyone who can't meet us there, they're not meant for us. They can't love us from a pure place. They can't support us. So mm-hmm. those that can meet us there, it reminds me of this summer when we went, or last summer when we went on the retreat. And here we are with um, 20 women plus um, 
you know, the four of us co-hosting together. And I never felt one moment where someone was trying to fight for the spotlight or trying to diminish the other. I felt like there was so much celebration of who we were as individuals, what we were there to teach, what we brought to the table. And it was amazing because we all filled in something. We all brought something and created something beautiful. Um, so that, that just to me was a perfect example of it is possible. And those are your people. Absolutely. I think one of the hardest things to experience when you are going through a growth in that way um, is to begin to recognize and realize, oh, the people around me don't really either don't, don't have the vision that I have or mm -hmm. don't believe in me. You know, mm -hmm. they don't believe in me. They don't believe in what I can do. They don't believe that I can pivot and do something differently. That is hard. That's a difficult place to be in. It, it's heartbreaking. It, it hurts your feelings. Mm -hmm. and, and the willingness to say, but I know that I can't stay here anymore. Right. My, my soul is just saying, there's more out there. There's mm -hmm. more out there. To answer the calling of the soul's pulling in a different direction, especially when it comes to life pivots and, and pivots can look like different careers, different relationships, you live somewhere else, whatever it is, it's always worth it. Always. <laughs> it's always worth to go through that period of discomfort. Sometimes it feels lonely because it does. Yeah. Um, sadness sometimes relationships certain relationships don't make it but honestly the other side of that pivot is is worth it mm -hmm. and to not pay attention to the, the whole who do I think I am and I think I'm being too much and I think I'm you know people say you think you're better than others it's like ah oh, that's such a horrible thing horrible to, to say and to experience and to be told and you have to trust you have to trust that just the most honest expression most authentic expression of your evolution right now is trying to come through and if if we can't i think when we don't answer those callings i think illness really comes you know is a manifestation some kind of illness um, sadness, depression. Mm -hmm. um, so the willingness to move through our own discomfort, but I think the willingness to also move through disappointing others, mm -hmm. I think becomes really important. When you were talking, I was thinking about that. It, this underlying message is, well, you can't be insecure. You have to be confident, but you can't be <laughs> confident because then we're all uncomfortable with your confidence and it feels boastful. And, and so it's mm -hmm. like you become fake. So mm -hmm. you're not confident and you're not allowed to believe in yourself and you can't, so you become this fake version of yourself. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know which way to go, right? I mean, I mm -hmm. do now, but there was a time when I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important thing is like you said, come back and coming back to the soul. Like, okay, and what does that feel like in my body? If I'm making choices that create agitation or, and I'm not talking about, there is discomfort in stepping outside your comfort zone, but there's a real difference between 
doing something that feels brave and courageous and that'll help you grow that agitation versus the agitation of betraying yourself. They're very different and you can practice. We have so many opportunities in our life on a daily basis to practice that. Um, but when you come back and you're making choices that are healthy for your body, healthy for your human heart and in alignment with your soul, there's a calm that takes over. And there's also a peace for me that comes when I'm like, I don't need anybody to tell me if this is okay. I get mm -hmm. to choose. And when I stop looking for someone else to approve or maybe the internet to tell me it's okay <laughs> or my peers or anyone else, if I can decide for myself, there's so much power and strength in that, but there's so much peace because then also I'm not trying to be like anyone else. I'm just being me. And I love when I can find that groove. It's very chill. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think one of the most difficult things that I personally have landed on, or what's been most difficult to land on for me, um, has been that to accept that I get to have an easeful life. Yeah. And not have, you know, the tension on my shoulders where my shoulders are all the way up to my ears all the time. And it's like waiting for something to happen mm -hmm. and just saying, no, I get to have an easeful life. My life gets to look like this. I get to do this. Mm -hmm. This matters so much because to your point a few moments ago of the internet tells us so many things, right? Um, and we have to truly understand that at this point in time the internet has information that is going to support and not support every single point of view I think that exists yeah. <laughs> right yes every single point of view is going to be supported and not supported in the internet talk about confusing exactly it's so confusing <laughs> right so but what that does is that, well, if I can find anything that's going to support and then not, and, and then contradict and not support what I, this thing that I'm researching, what do you have? Yourself. I think there's beauty in that. I think there's beauty in, in this interweb of contradiction. Mm -hmm. Because you, if you continue just looking outward, outwardly, you're going to drive yourself crazy. I think it can feel like that. Yeah. So what, what is, what's left to go inward and ask yourself, how does this feel? What do I want to do? How do I want to express myself? And here's the thing. I, um, right now where we are, and I talked about Pluto and Aquarius in our last episode, and I'll probably talk about it a lot more. Pluto and Aquarius is this energy that is meant to transform Pluto by, by breaking the mold, Aquarius. Mm. So Pluto and Capricorn was so much of the ends justify the means. This is the way that things are done. Steps one through 10 will get me this life. Steps one through 10 will get my body to look like this. Steps one through 10 will have my business thrive in this way. And what Pluto and Aquarius is reminding us of is that it's we're not just getting rid of those steps, we're getting rid of the notion 
of what success or acceptance or shining bright or not shining bright. We're getting rid of all of those extremes and we're saying, what happens when you get to decide mm-hmm. for yourself? And I think what we're coming across a lot of is that we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to give ourselves permission. And that's okay. I think if we have that awareness, I think it's an important awareness to have. Um, and it's important to say, holy shit, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how to choose for myself. Right? Yeah. And that, that to me is like the beginning of an a very significant individuation process. Yeah. If you think about before social media, it was peer groups, right? Your peer groups, you know, um, whatever community you were in, your peer groups were the ones kind of telling you if you belonged or didn't belong. And then social media. So we have peer groups and then we have social media come in and based on what you show the internet, what you put out there, it's either liked or not liked. So people start, people start probably what's the word I'm looking for? Like tapering or start uh-huh. deciding like, oh, this is what people like. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put it more on there. And they might be mm-hmm. betraying themselves because they mm-hmm. get more followers and then they water down themselves or they become a not so real version of themselves. And maybe the realest version of them doesn't get as many likes, doesn't get as many followers. It doesn't mean it's bad. You know, I was thinking, I wanted to give like a practical example. So I, I recently started doing soul poems where I get information when I connect soul to soul to another person and all these pictures and images, all this beautiful information comes through. And I wanted to create like a written, I wanted to write something down so I could read it to the person or give it to the person. So they would have that reflection. And it's been interesting to watch. And I started posting them on social media, but I remember going, I don't care if anyone likes them because they're, I know they're, they're like soul information. So Mm -hmm. whether they get likes or don't likes, that doesn't matter to me because they are such a pure form of spirit. And they're a beautiful reflection of what I experience when I connect to someone. And I remember just feeling protective of it, but also wanting to offer it as like, this is what I experience. And it's been so beautiful to not put anything on them and just let them be what they were meant to be. And I really feel like spirit inspired me to make them. And sometimes my ego will go, well, you're not a poet. You don't write poetry. I'm like, that's not what this is about. Mm -hmm. This is just about something that I want to offer and let's leave it there. Yes. I think with that said, Pluto and Aquarius is also this invitation to enjoy the process much more than just seeking the results. I mean, I I love that. that. Yeah. I think that for anyone who listens to our podcast, you've probably heard something along the lines of what I just said but I think that you know it's not about the destination it's about the journey like you know we've heard that but there's something that's happening right now that is a very that is quite visceral I've I've always said that astrology is a visceral experience if you're paying close enough attention you'll understand Mm -hmm. how and why Mm -hmm. um and if you're not then it's it's you know it can feel like life is just happening to you. But there is something, there is a calling back to the self. There is a calling back to the experience of the everyday. Um, and there's something in there where you don't have to label it. 
right? You don't have to, I think we are all creators, but Mm -hmm. the world that we live in only considers certain people creators. They have to do certain things to be considered creators. We are all creative beings. We all create our reality. When I think when we begin to acknowledge truly the divinity in that, because it is divine, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Everything changes. I I um I have a client who has just created such a beautiful, easeful life for herself. And I have had the privilege to witness her journey. She used to work in the corporate world. She needed to get out. She did. She didn't, when we started working together, she didn't know that her life was going to look the way it does now. But she had a feeling, this is how I want my life to feel, right? We didn't even set out an intention. This is what we're going to create. What it was more about, it was, it was about being present with what was coming up and mm-hmm. still holding that sensation, that feeling, that vision of this is how I want to feel in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And her life, she, you know, for anyone else, it's from the outside looking in, it's just very simple, right? It's not like what this world would consider extraordinary. But the way I see it, the way I witness her, I think it's extraordinary. But isn't that sad that maybe right. what the outside world would consider extraordinary? Right. But sometimes the most simplest things are the most extraordinary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I was thinking about what I was saying about the likes and the not likes on social media. Something we need to remember is that you know, although social media is a great marketing platform, if so many people are putting their business on there. And I think it's so easy to forget that authenticity, well, first of all, is 4,000 times more powerful than love because it's the soul's expression. And also, if you think about it, it's more powerful than social media. So whether the average person likes or doesn't like your stuff on social media, you can't forget like word of mouth and the experience of being in that authentic energy that's so powerful. And I go back to that example of like, I didn't believe in that I needed to hire a marketing agency when I first started out being a therapist. I really trusted that if I was who I was, it would all be okay. And it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can't forget that there is something more powerful, more magical than just social media (laughs) working to support our abundance and our business Mm -hmm. and our family Mm -hmm. and all the things. But we can get so lost in that That's another Mm -hmm. example of that double bind. I should be on social media because everyone says I should. And they say Mm -hmm. that's a free marketing platform, but man, it doesn't really feel good to me for some people. Yeah. And so which way are you going to choose to be Mm -hmm. a false version of yourself? Or are you going to step into the realist version of yourself and maybe play with social media on a lighter level and also trust that your authenticity is shining through? Right, right. Another important astrological energy that we're experiencing right now is um, that of Chiron coming together with the North Node. So just to explain what those what those two are really in simple terms, Chiron in astrology, the most popular and known definition of it is the wounded healer. But what does that mean? Chiron represents a wound 
um, that we all come with. Whether you believe in past lives or not, I think it has a lot to do with a past life wound that maybe we didn't you know, fully work out in a past life. Um, and this is a lifetime in which we will get plenty of opportunity to, to um, work out that wound and understand that wound and become, you know, and gain wisdom from that wound. And that's really what Chiron represents. It's, it's not a planet, it's an asteroid. And depending on the sign it's in, that's where a wound resides. Now, um, again, the point of Chiron in our natal chart is to kind of live from that wound and express ourselves from that wound so that we become aware of, oh, this is what hurts. <laughs> um, and then work through it, learn to um, integrate it into our lives differently, and then eventually understand just what a gift it is to have that profound understanding of ourselves and therefore of others. That is a cycle mm -hmm. that essentially Chiron represents in, in our chart. Now the North Node in the Zodiac is, it's known as an evolutionary point. And what that means, it's the nodes aren't planetary bodies. They're just points uh, that serve as an axis um, that is derived from the movement of the moon. But the North Node, um, a lot of times it's described as saying that that, is, that represents someone's life purpose. Uh, that's very simplistic. It's very simplistic. Your North Node is not going to tell you what you came here to do in this life. I think life purpose has a much bigger, um, it's much bigger than that. Um, and there are other astrological components that have to be taken into account in order for the astrology to really tell you what, or to hint at, or to deduce what your life purpose is. I just wanted to say that because I think that needs to be clear. But yeah. the North Node does represent a significant soul lesson that you came here to learn that is going to present you with difficult opportunities to overcome the comfort of the South Node, right? So the South Node isn't necessarily bad. The South Node simply represents lessons that our soul has carried that our soul wisdom that we do carry things that we do know and understand about ourselves about life just very inherently and naturally and the north node represents okay and and this is you know the next step of my wisdom or the next level of my wisdom and it's very different for everyone okay so chiron and the north node coming together uh in the sign of aries aries being the first sign of the zodiac it's a fire sign. It's ruled by Mars, which represents action, uh, taking action, having the courage to take action towards certain things. Chiron in Aries is the pain that comes when you choose yourself. So everything we've been talking about, right? It's what happens when what happens when I find myself in the position of being my most authentic self. Sometimes that comes with pain, again, because maybe the people around you don't want you to do that. They're so used to having you in their lives in a particular way, in a particular role, that if you change or choose the most authentic expression of, your, of yourself, it doesn't benefit them. Um, 
Chiron in Aries is the pain that comes when we do that. The pain that comes when we have the courage to say, no, but this is who I am now. Mm-hmm. Because it does take courage, right? And the North node right next to that is saying, this is your soul's evolution. Whatever you're not choosing right now, whatever expression of yourself you're not choosing right now, it's going to hurt. And the reason it's going to hurt is because the soul is saying, this is the next step. This is the next direction. Those two coming together, I think can manifest in people feeling like, okay, finally, it's, it's done. It's time to choose myself in this way. And it will require courage. It will require action. Um, it may feel abrupt because of the nature of Aries and the understanding that since Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, you get to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. So again, we have this invitation from the cosmos of give yourself permission to be who you need to be right now. Give yourself permission to choose what wants to come from you right now. And I'm using, I'm trying to be broad in my explanation because this looks like a lot of different things for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I find it really interesting that we're having this conversation and this is what's happening in the, in, in the sky right now. I, I just appreciate that there's supportive energy around it. And, you know, you so often see women, especially, I hear them saying it um, when they reach their fifties or sixties that they're like, I just don't care anymore. They like step into the most authentic version of themselves. I think because they've lived long enough to know what really matters Mm -hmm. and that they get to choose for themselves. And so what I'm hoping this energy does is, you know, start this sooner for some people, like giving themselves permission to do this. And what's interesting about this double bind energy or this being authentic or not authentic, it can affect everything. Like what kind of food you put in your body. Mm-hmm. I know so many women who have constantly like been on a diet or controlling what they eat or had disordered eating. You know, maybe the authentic version of yourself is like finally intuitive eating and relaxing around the natural shape of your body. For other people, it could be, I want to leave the corporate world and I want to work for myself or do something else. For me, I realize I want to be an artist. So I want to like express that artistic side of myself. Right. So it. It can go, I mean, the range or the spectrum of what we're talking about can be, I mean, I just think there's like limit, limitless possibilities in it. And it's important to acknowledge that there are limitless possibilities. I think that's the point because the, the paradigm really that we're leaving you behind is these are your only options. If yeah. you want to do life, quote unquote, right, these are your only options. This is these are the steps again that you're supposed to take and this will determine not just your place but your value in society <laughs> it's so yeah. heartbreaking it is it is it, it's i mean and i laugh because i as i say that i'm like how like how is this how is this even the way that the world is and it is right i mean but Pluto in Aquarius is this invitation to, again, break the mold of all of that. And from where we stand, understanding that 
we get to decide and that if it feels uncomfortable and outrageous, I invite you to ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. is it is it really uncomfortable and outrageous because you're about to put yourself in a <laughs> an, an unhealthy situation which is different or is it outrageous because someone told you that that's outrageous right right I really look forward to I mean for me I like playing with this I like the feeling mm -hmm. of going back to the calm of the knowing of trusting myself of letting go of like what I should be and just being me it's just it's like I can rest. Um, so I'd be, you know, I'd be interested if any listeners want to share any of their journey with this. You know, like I said, there's so many different ways this affects us. Like in relationships, your relationship, your self-relationship to anything. I would, I know Millie too, but we would love to hear um, your experience of that double bind and areas that you feel like you're ready to step out of that double bind and choose yourself. Yeah, yeah. What a beautiful conversation. Thank you for bringing this topic uh, you know, into, into our podcast, I think it's, it's so important because I think so many times we feel pulled in different directions yeah. and that's probably the first hint towards, oh, if I'm feeling pulled in different, in different directions, it's because I'm not listening to myself. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Thank Hope you all enjoyed so the conversation and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you all for joining us once again on another episode. It is always our pleasure to have these conversations. If you like the show, please rate and review. It is always a great help for us. And if you'd like to know what we're up to, check out our show notes or check us out on Instagram at Blue Butterfly Effect Podcast at AshleyTorrent29 or at astro underscore consciousness.